baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, listen, before we get back to uh, your calls and text messages about political stereotypes and other things we're, we're talking about, former President Donald Trump uh, was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet when talking about columnist E. Jean Carroll, uh, who's testified. And, and then also Donald Trump was like banging on the table. Carol said Trump shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse in the 1990s. A jury backed her claim. This case involves damages. Trump could be heard saying things to his lawyers like, it's a witch hunt and it really is a con job. Judge Lewis Kaplan told the former president to stop being disruptive outside court. This is a person I have no idea until this happened, obviously. I have no idea who she was and nor could I care less. Trump also ripped Kaplan on social media while the judge denied a request that he step aside from the case. I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. Carol says her worries about her personal safety led her to buy bullets for a gun she inherited from her father and unleash her pit bull to roam freely on her property. I'm Ed Donahue. Wow, and um, James Carville, the Democratic uh, strategist, uh, he said on a podcast that's now been uploaded to YouTube. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Don, uh, Donald Trump had, had bloody fingers. His fingers were all, all, all bloody, maybe from banging on the table. Anyway, James Carville believes that the sores on his hands may indicate that Donald Trump has secondary syphilis. He's got the clap. I mean, that's serious. I, I remember, you know, in, in, in grade school, when we were first learning about things like syphilis, uh-huh. we were told that it, it can make you crazy. I think there's no way Donald Trump has such an advanced case of syphilis that it's creating sores on his hands. I would think that he's got better access to health care than that. but I would think so, too. I mean, because as president, he would have been tested over and over for a lot of different things. So I, but it can, Do you but, think the White House Office of Medical Personnel would have told us if the sitting president of the United States had syphilis? Probably not. No, they wouldn't have told give him, us. Give him some antibiotics. He'll be done with this in a week. Because, yes, it would have well, been. So I, 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 don't, I don't believe this. But this is on social media. Hashtag syphilis Don was trending on social media but I want to address it because it's out there. But I don't believe that Donald Trump has secondary syphilis. But James Carville, you know, I mean, look, these people will say, um, you know, crazy things sometimes. President Biden met with Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and other officials yesterday um, for complex talks about something being done about the U.S. border plus aid for Ukraine and Israel. While President Joe Biden's national security team sought to underscore the importance of unlocking Ukraine funding, House Speaker Mike Johnson continues to push the White House and Senate negotiators on immigration measures that go beyond what some say Biden is willing to accept. We understand that there's concern about uh, the safety, security, sovereignty of Ukraine, but the American people have those same concerns about our own domestic sovereignty and our safety and our security. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that there was large agreement amongst the attendees that Congress needed to act on both Ukraine and the U.S. border. I am more optimistic than ever before that we'd come to an agreement. I put the chances a little bit greater than half now. 
And that's the first time I can say that. The meeting comes as Congress is about to quickly approve temporary funding to avoid a government shutdown and as the supplemental aid package sits undone during the immigration and border talks. I'm Lisa Dwyer. You know, I think we, the American people, have had an impact on on the two parties coming together and maybe finally doing something about the border. Because on this show, we've talked about it. It's obvious that neither party really wants to solve the problem. They might say they do, but they're not working together. And that's what it's going to take to do something to start to clean up the problem. There's no way to solve it overnight. But the Biden administration has been very anemic with its um, handling of, of the border. It was a crisis when Trump was in office, and it's only gotten worse. So I do hope they come together and and get something done about that. And maybe the voice of the American people calling out Republicans and Democrats for not working together and using the border as a political pawn as opposed to an issue that needs to be solved. Maybe that's finally reaching the politicians. A scathing Justice Department report is describing cascading failures and a lack of, of urgency by police officers who botched the response to the Uvalde Elementary School shooting two years ago. Their loved ones deserve better. Standing before the families of the 21 people killed in Uvalde. The failure that should not have happened. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the most significant failure was officers waiting far too long to confront the gunman who was killed roughly 77 minutes after the first officers arrived on scene. Lives would have been saved. Perhaps including Lexi Rubio's, whose mother Kimberly said on KSAT she's frustrated the department's long report does not name the officers who failed her daughter and the others. My child, their children, they are named in this report because they are dead. Everybody should have been named. Sagar Magani, Washington. I agree. You know, the only way we protect the image of good police officers, and there are a majority of great police officers who do their job every day, majority, overwhelming majority of police officers are great police officers, dedicated officers. But the only way we protect their image is to name and call out the bad cops. And calling out the bad cops does not mean you do not support the police. In fact, just the opposite. Having the courage to call out the bad cops actually means you support the police. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 